<laughs> we are live. Uh, what episode is this? We what were checking out 188. No, it's 188. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, we did Tracy. Tracy was 187. Yeah. So episode 188 of the Mina's House podcast. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Mina. Say what? I'm Shana B. So we have a guest joining us. We've been cranking out these pods. Um, uh, a comedian who's really been doing his thing, James Davis, is joining us in a couple of minutes. Uh, before he joins us, though, breaking news, at least at the time that we're recording this podcast, Danny Lay, there are pictures on the Internet of her actually pregnant. The, um, so she went on a trip with her family and, um, you know, she's in like this water. I think it's a pool or a lake or something like a body of water. And she has a baby bump. And in case you're like, who the hell is Danny Lay? She was dating the baby, the rapper. Um, I, I hope you know who Danny Lay is because she has like, a you know, like two mm -hmm. hits. So, um, yeah, I mean, she she was a budding artist, started dating the baby. And now there were rumors that she was pregnant. And now we're seeing a picture. So is this news to you, Shayna? It is not news to me. Danny, please. You've been subliminally leaking these photos. You did like a little waddle when you probably didn't even have a stomach that made people be like, is she pregnant? Why is she walking like that? <laughs> then she like held, I don't know, a niece or nephew or something. And you know, when you're pregnant, you hold a child and you have like a little stomach, it sits up. But she took the picture. So it was like right here. Like, so she's been subliminally leaking these little, like leaving these breadcrumbs like she's handsome and Gretel. So she probably like nine months at this point because this has been going on for months. Hello. You know what, though? She wasn't dating him for long. She was dating no. him for like two, three months. Yeah. And she's young. And, you know, she had her whole career in front of her. So it'll be interesting to see how this affects her. Literally in two podcasts ago, we were just talking about Nivea and Nivea having kids from the dream and Lil Wayne and how her career got put on stop on hold. I mean, We'll see how Danny bounces back from this, but this moved right, kind of fast. I don't see this being healthy at all. You definitely said when you injured her, she was an up and coming artist. Oh, You've already sorry. ended her career. It's already over. She's she already done. I didn't. I didn't mean it that way because I don't <laughs> want to put out into the air like. Well, I know, I know, I know. But that's it. Your career I, is done. Thing, but she was working. You know, right. it wasn't like she was like. Cardi B and she's established, you know, like right. you're working, you got to right. be on your grind. You got to, you know, prioritize, you got to make sacrifices. And that becomes a little bit harder when you have a child. However, the baby has money. So maybe they can hire, you know, a childcare person. But back to even the messiness of it. I mean, I know obviously she was dating him. He made it public. She made it public. But it was also in between everything with the one, his his one baby mom. Yeah. And it's like, so y'all weren't dating for that long. He was already kind of go definitely clearly going back and forth between you and the baby mom. And now here you about to be baby mom. Yeah. It, I don't see this being healthy at all. I mm -hmm. mean, at all. And, you know. I don't know. I know, you know, I, I've interviewed Danny Lay before. She's super sweet. She's super talented. And, you know, like I said, she was kind of coming up in her career. And now you have this baby, you know, and now your priorities are going to have to shift. And, right. you know, it's not like that's probably haven't heard anything because she can't promote it because she was trying to, you know, hide the pregnancy. Yeah. So whew, another one, girl, another one. Another one. <laughs> 
another one. <laughs> and right, right on time. Her. I feel bad because I really like her and she's talented, but oh. listen, and I and I don't know her. Right. All right. I don't know her, but I was just thinking about Nick Cannon, baby mom today. Like, listen, Nick. Can Wait, let's not bring up Nick Cannon because we have James Davis on here. <laughs> James has worked with Nick, so we not we not going to talk about no, Nick. I love Nick. I know. <laughs> I love Nick, too. Let, let that man spread his seed. Yes. But I was just looking at his baby mom glow. She got that new mom glow, but it's a different kind of glow, too. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that new that. mom with the new bag flow. Hello, exactly. I was just going to say that new mom exactly. with new money glow, okay? Exactly. You got to work another day in your life. That man got 1,300 jobs, just like James Davis. So yeah. you you got a baby mom, James? Nah, nah, I'm uh, no, no fumbles yet. Okay, <laughs> I was going to say, James got so many jobs, his baby mom is set. <laughs> but you I don't got hey. <laughs> I am a trophy, though. I am a prize. All right, now. You're a high-value man, James? I, right? I'm a high-value man. See, what you ladies don't want to understand is... I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome, James Davis. Uh, how are you? I'm Mina Say What. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Shayna B. Nice to meet you as well. You already got me cracking up. For real. Hey, no, I'm great. I, I'm, I'm loving the vibe. Y'all made me forget it's early. <laughs> ask because where we are you see it's all the way daytime you in the dark where are you <laughs> look I, I i was doing a couple interviews uh inside and i felt like i was too loud for my roommate you know and i knew that because my roommate said i was too loud so uh i just went to the car real quick <laughs> james it, no it. disrespect but how old are you because you look way too old to have a roommate. So please, please explain, James. I'll be honest. I was capping. It wasn't really a roommate. I was, I spent the night at my homegirl house. And, uh, <laughs> I knew this sounded a little suspect. Because I was thinking, you know, like, roommate. You make too much money okay. to have a roommate. <laughs> I don't have no roommate. I don't have no roommate. I don't have no roommate. I had a temporary roommate this morning, you know? <laughs> So is she there a lot or do you does she go back home now and do the walk of shame and you never talk to her again? Actually, what had happened was I passed out at her spot. And okay. so I was in the I was in her other room and she was like, hey, you, you kind of loud. So I was <laughs> like, all right, bet I'll, I'll go like, to the hey, car. Real quick. Yeah, mine sign up for this. <laughs> right, right. So this is a platonic friend. You can have platonic friends. Man, let's. <laughs> when we go talk about the show, we gonna get there. We gonna get there. I'm just curious. It's, he it's said a, I ain't a, signed up for this. He said it's he a, it's a, it's a now platonic relationship. You know, it's a it's like an ex who's a friend. Oh, I got, I got, I got. He's in the friend else. zone. That's what that is. I, I, you know what? It's cool to be in the friend zone. Like when it's your ex, I feel like that's where you want to be. That's the you we I chose this zone. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay's, we're gonna leave you alone about your love life. Okay. <laughs> we were just concerned about you. We don't know why you was in your car. So <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, right. it could be it, it could be bad. I could be over here like, man, I'm waiting on this MTV check. Right. <laughs> So uh, James Davis is on MTV, a show called Adorableness Mondays. Um, so it's given like 
America's funniest home video vibes, but like 2021, you know, is it that? How is it different? It, it definitely has those vibes, but that show has never been hosted by a James Davis. You feel right. me? So like the, it's, it's, it's the fun of that type of show, but I'm bringing my like authentic, yeah, 2021 energy and the the videos all have some type of adorable feature to it. Um, but we're finding the funny. So it's almost like a, a two-part emotional roller coaster per clip. Because at first you're hit with the adorable nature of whatever you're watching, whether it's some old couple flirting or a or a baby or a pet, but then it always goes left. There's always some twist, always some disturbing nature at the end of the video. And that's what we're laughing at. And so you go from awe to, uh, or wait, what, right, you know, right. and that's, that's what the fun of, that's what the fun of the show is. I watched uh, some of the clips, just some of the previews. And I definitely feel like that. There was like a little baby and I'm like, Oh, then the baby was falling down. And stuff. So I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and I'm yeah. not there for laughing, but it was hilarious. It's more guilty laughs, too, because yes. sometimes like when you laugh, when you laugh at like a dude who skateboard and he falls, you don't feel bad about that. It's like, dude, you you you, you fail. But like, yeah, when you're watching a, a baby tumble, it's like, dang, like, is it God? My bad. Like, exactly. you know, I, I had to laugh at that. I had to apologize. Like, God, I'm a, but that baby's OK, because their parents wouldn't have submitted that video. They're OK. Right. They're OK. Everybody survived in every video. I think so is this a submission thing or do you just find them on the internet and try to get the rights to play them? It's not submission. We okay. every episode we tell people don't send us nothing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we we're scouring the internet for stuff that has already been posted, recorded, you know, and and that's what we're putting on the internet. And I mean, you know, this is MTV you know, home of ridiculousness. So they got the team, they got a they got a strong squad that knows how to search the entire world of videos and find the ones that that are the funniest so yeah I, we just they just toss us the the video and we knock it out the park james your imdv is hefty <laughs> like thank you very appreciate, it, appreciate it appreciate it i have like two little credits and you have like producer, writer, songwriter, <laughs> um, uh, like comedy host. I'm like, well, damn, I didn't know you could have that many sub like titles in IMDb. I mean, I yeah. not do. right. Like how did talk about your journey in getting to this place where you're not only doing stand up, but you've branched out to like writing and hosting and, you know, um, just all, all the credits and all the things that you've done. You know, I, I I learned early that you can't just do one thing. When I was waiting to get auditions, that's how I started doing stand-up. When I started doing stand-up, then I started doing writing uh, jobs. And all of it was really just working until I could do what I ultimately wanted to do, which was get my own show and kind of get closer to the level that I am now. And uh, I went to college. I was an English major. So I was always able to write and kind of communicate my, my thoughts and ideas. And that skill alone has just allowed me to just, you know, touch a lot of different aspects of the uh, entertainment game. But all of those jobs were just like, you know, I'll do anything outside of having a regular job. So if I have to do, you know, writing, producing, punch up, you know, background, whatever it takes, like, 
as long as I stay in the realm of entertainment, anytime I'm working, I'm learning. And like working has also been like my film school almost. Anytime I'm working around people who are better than me or more successful than me, I'm always paying attention. But yeah, the more you do it, the more opportunities come your way. So I just, you know, allowed myself to just take any opportunity outside of the ones that I was specifically trying to do. Right. Mm. Talk about just, you know, your your connection with your co-hosts on the show and everyone that, that you have on the show. I know you guys have Allison Hannigan and I love her so much. So just talk right, about yeah. the chemistry between all you guys. How does that feel working with them and, and being there making fun of, not making fun of, but laughing at yeah. the horribleness? I think it's a great diverse panel with all different perspectives, all super talented. Like you said, Allison Hannigan, like just having her to the left of me every episode. I'm like, yo, this is the girl from American Pie. This is this one time at band camp. Like literally, (laughs) like literally like this is her and she's right there. So like just having her there just brings a nostalgia and she's like the definition of adorable as a person. So (laughs) her take on every video is just very specific. And now she's like a mom and super domesticated and like, you know, she'll be given these mom perspectives, but like super rich celebrity mom perspectives at the same time. Like it'll be a funny video of a rabbit. And she's like, yeah, we have a rabbit in our backyard farm. And it's like, what? You got a farm in your backyard. Uh, And then you got Dulce Sloan, from new like from new york or like east coast daily show correspondent she's fun sweet but also like biting and 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 bold and super funny and then you got ross matthews another super funny cat I love and him. yo he's always he's been killing for years and so we get all those different pr- perspectives on every video plus my you know hilarious perspective put adjacent whatnot and from there we just have great conversations we're relating the videos to our personal lives so you're learning more about us from every video and it's just a really cool vibe that's you know cutesy and adorable but also just real cool like like if you were just hanging out you know drinking wine at like a a nice house party with a fuzzy decor (laughs) are those those your goals in life (laughs) i mean i my 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 condo, I don't need all that pink and fuzziness, you know, it, it, it in the interior design, but the vibe of just laughing and having a good time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what you want happening in your living room on a, on a Friday or Saturday or Thursday night. I'm curious. So the comedy, the writing, um, you know, the stand up, the producing, um, what makes you the most money? Like what, where do you get that <laughs> from? <laughs> okay. Creating your own show, that gives you the most money. Because if you create your own show, you're getting an executive producer credit slash check. You're probably getting some kind of writing check. Then you're getting your on-camera check. So that's like three checks in one project. Plus, if it goes to series and it goes more than like two seasons, then you'll get residuals, which means they're paying you for the reruns and whatnot. So that's number one. Then it depends. Acting is a good is a good bag, but writing is a good bag as well. Like if you're a staff writer, like on a, a late, late show with James Corden, like I was, or just any kind of show, that's a weekly check that's like 
stand a weekly check that will have you making uh six figures for the year for sure. Wow. So if you're just acting and you don't book a bunch of stuff for the year, you may not make your six figures. But writing, if you're consistently writing on something uh throughout the year, you can make six figures. Uh but writing and acting is all the same thing. It's like it's gig work. You gotta get your you gotta hustle to get the opportunities and make the relationships. That's why like I, you know, for me, I got to do both. I, I, I'm not trying to have no year where like I'm struggling and I'm making, you know, low value man money, you know? So, <laughs> so Wait, I'll, but how do you I'll audition do, to be whatever. a writer? Is there an audition process? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So there's two things you can write on your own and submit packets and stuff and try to get an agent maybe. Uh, which is like a long grind and you're, it's still like winning the lottery, even to get somebody to write, to read what you wrote and take you to the next level or you showcase your writing. So for me, I wrote sketches and then put them online. I do stand up, So I'm showcasing my writing when I perform stand up comedy. So people saw my stand up and could hear the writing in my stand up comedy and offered me writing opportunities. And so I think in this day and age, whatever you do, you got to give somebody a sample of it that they can just watch. Even if you're a writer or a director or somebody behind the camera, you got to create something that somebody can see and be like, oh, they did that. And then give you an opportunity as opposed to just, you know, having a resume and being like, I went to this school and believe me, I'm talented. <laughs> right, right. Believe me. <laughs> so you, you talked about, you know, going to college, being an English major. So, so James, young James, was young James like the class clown or were you always super creative in the different things? Like as you were kind of cultivating <laughs> what we know as James Davis now. Um, so quick backstory, I skipped second grade. So I, from that point on, <laughs> that you know, not to brag. Not to brag. Uh, so I was always the youngest in class. So I wasn't really a class clown. I was more like a family clown. Like around the family, I was really funny. But I was more observing and I was friends with the class clowns. So I kind of learned comedy by being around a lot of funny people. And that's kind of how I got my style of comedy. I was, I'm not one of these dudes who was like watching Richard Pryor late at night when my parents fell asleep or like, watching Eddie Murphy and listening to recordings. I just started stand up because like I wasn't getting money doing anything else <laughs> right when I dropped out of college. But I had watched stand up and watched comedy, but from just a audience perspective. But I remembered who I liked and what I liked. Mm -hmm. And ever since I started comedy, I just studied those people like I love Jamie Foxx. Like I love Dave Chappelle. But I really but I also really love Jamie Foxx. And like I studied one of Jamie Foxx's DVDs before I did my first stand up set. Mm. Does that yeah. always translate? Because people like I don't know why, but people always told me I should do comedy. But I'm like, I think there's a difference between me just being naturally funny and reacting th to things and saying things that make people laugh versus like getting up there and telling a joke that you pre-planned and pre-rehearsed. I don't think it's the same thing. I could be naturally funny in real life, but when I have to put it together and write it down, it may not work for me. In my opinion, do you feel that way? Um, I feel that way, but another way of saying what you said is I'm naturally funny, but I may not want to do the work 
to be a stand up comedian. Oh, damn. (laughs) Not no shade, no shade. But like, that's just the difference between a natural funny person and a comedian. Mm -hmm. Like, like Mike Epps is naturally funny. I'm naturally funny. But then it's the work of going on stage night after night, writing and crafting material that makes you a stand up comedian. But being naturally funny is the greatest weapon for a stand-up comedian. There are stand-up comedians who aren't naturally funny, and they just go to the mic, stand still, and and recite jokes they wrote, and people laugh. Then you have people who are naturally funny and have prepared material, and they're really funny, you know? So it's like if you wrote out material and, and you worked on it and you went from stage to stage and you crafted it till you knew everything that you said was going to be funny, then... You add your natural funny to that and you're super funny because like everyone loves when a comedian improvs, goes off the top, somebody drops a plate or something in, in the crowd and then they start riffing. That's where the natural funny comes in. Like that's what I love to do. And what people love the most about my stand up comedy is not necessarily the prepared material, but just when I'm just doing me, just being funny. But then when I can add, you know, carefully crafted written material with that, now I'm hilarious and now I'm you know, getting opportunities and TV shows and our specials. Mm. So you could be a comedian. It's like, just do you want to, you know, commit part of your life to the the journey the of what it takes, the grind to be a, a stand-up comedian? Yeah. So I know you're a big sports fan, a Lakers fan. I won't hold it against you. Obviously, we Sixers all day over here. Lakers. Hey, Lakers. Both, both of us ain't got a team playing right now at the end of the day. <laughs> This is also very true. We almost did, though. Okay, <laughs> we almost. Hey, did. I, listen, I y'all don't want me to start talking about Philadelphia basketball. Don't do it. So. I don't want to hear don't no more it. Ben Simmons jokes. <laughs> you can keep the Ben Simmons joke, sir. <laughs> I won't do it to you. I won't do it to you. Don't even do it. But I, I know that you did, you know, a show uh, on a golf channel, a golf fest, and I just wanted I've to see that. Know how that was for you? You know, Mina has been doing her slight introduction to golf. She was on the golf course this week. Um, okay. I am terrible. It took me three hours to play one hole, so I retired the first day. <laughs> uh, but just talk about that. Like, how was that experience? Like, are you a golfer? It was, just get, was it just getting into it? Like, how was that? So I played junior golf. Pretty much I got cut from middle school basketball in seventh grade, and I don't know, just – something told me it was over for me for basketball as far as like, you know, playing competitively. I love basketball, like love, love basketball, but I knew I wasn't going to the league. And uh, my mom signed me up for golf lessons when I was 12 uh, around the same time. And I fell in love and I played actually high school golf. I had a golf scholarship to Hampton university, HBCU. Okay. Full golf scholarship. Didn't take it. Went to a school by my house instead. Uh, that is so interesting, though. That's crazy. So it's funny when he when I saw that golf thing, I thought maybe they were just trying to diversify their audience. I had no idea yeah. that he actually was a golfer. He's actually out here golfing. My bad. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm nice. I'm nice at golf. So <laughs> what you shooting? Oh, I mean, I'm shooting like <laughs> low 80s. To 80? <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to get back to like in the 70s. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to get nice, nice and like 
eventually play these celebrity golf tournaments and like yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Steph Curry, all of them be playing in the off season. They be going mm-hmm. over there and doing the. I think yeah. the, the Big Diamonds Resort one down in Florida. They do a lot of um, a lot of the celebrities, and they get the bag. Yo, there's there's another bag in golf golf influencing and I'm trying to get in there as well. So, I mean, that's kind of how I put it out there to the world in Hood of Jason that I played golf and I, I have a passion for golf. And since then I've gotten smaller golf opportunities. And then this one came and yeah, we shot uh, six episodes, went to different courses around the, you know, the West coast from Vegas to San Diego to LA. And uh, yeah, it's currently airing on the golf pass network. Yeah, nice. That's so amazing. I know you got to go soon, but you've worked with so many people. I'm really curious how everyone is in real life. So we're going to run down the names. OK, James okay. Corden. James Corden. Uh, super, super cool. Super nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. My 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 only beef with working on that show, I'll give you all a little tea, was just that he's from he's British. And. It's a very, you know, CBS network show. And mm. most of their ideas, they were just taken from things that they had already done in England. And I was like, yeah. I want you to put things. And so they did a couple, but like, you know, eventually I just started focusing on myself and I got my own show. But I learned a lot about just pumping out work and, you know, being productive with my day because we would write all day. And so it was it was definitely a, a useful portion of my journey. Okay, Chelsea. Chelsea Handler, super cool. I didn't really hang out with her outside of the show, but I, one thing I remember is that she was always cool on the show and her gifts were amazing. I mean, like, you know, Chelsea lately was back in the day, but like I got iPads, I iPods from her for like when it came for like Christmas. So great gift giver for sure. Did you ever see 50 Cent on set? <laughs> Ever saw 50, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, in her dirt in the streets. <laughs> Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. He's a boss, straight up. He's a boss. Like, you feel like you're around a businessman just as much as an entertainer when you're around him. And honestly, he was one of my first idols. I, I used to look at all the stuff he was doing when he was young. I used to read his IMDb when I would be working at my little desk receptionist job. So, um, I ain't got nothing bad to say about Nick. And also he's a, he's resilient. That man had lupus. He's yeah, been in the hospital. Yeah. He's done with, he's dealt with a lot of uh, personal things that people forget about. And his mental strength is amazing because he has so many critics. We all say that, you know, his rap is corny. He's had so much like online criticism and all he does is keep getting the bag. And he was going to school, still going to school through all of yeah. this, sickness, all- working all of it. So if, if people want to have his babies, let them. <laughs> I tell him I'm available, but let's go to the next person. <laughs> I don't know if you want to sign up for that, girl. That's a whole reality show right there. You are on a roster for sure. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is hilarious. And I know that it's easy right now. There's a lot of criticism going on about whether or not he's actually funny. And he is. He's he's hilarious. He's a hilarious person to be around. He's another person who's a boss, businessman, a mogul. And what people don't understand is when you're doing so many opportunities 
everything you do, you can't always be your true authentic self because you're selling what they want you to sell. And if he's doing a chase commercial or a movie with a certain director, you're getting the version of Kevin Hart that that machine is allowing to get out. Mm. But, but Kevin Hart himself is funnier than 99.9% .9 of the people you know. And if you think you're funnier than Kevin Hart, you're not. I will say that about Kevin. I've interviewed a lot of comedians and he's just naturally funny all the time when the mic is on and when it's off. So in yeah. real life. Yeah, in real life, he's he's hilarious. OK, Barack Obama. Never met him, but I can be him at any given moment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why I asked. You know what I'm saying? So uh, my Barack is 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 Barack when he was in college, you know? Barack, when, you know, you pass him the blunt, he'll hit it. You know, like, that's my Barack. My Barack is Barack off camera. You know, when when he's talking dirty to Michelle, you know, talking about she can get it, you know, right before the press conference. So what what did Barack do last week? Can you tell us about that, Barack? Uh, let's see. Um, uh, you're asking about last week. Uh, that was the, the, the week after the 4th of July. Uh, I believe me, uh, my wife, Michelle, our daughter, Sasha Malia, we were in uh, the Maldives because uh, we're rich. And uh, we all had uh, separate villas, uh, but I didn't like the separation. So I uh, talked to the head of the hotel and I asked for change. And I, I said I would hope that uh, my family could be closer together. Uh, and so we got a suite. Uh, that happened to be next to, unfortunately, uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> How did that go, Barack? Did y'all fight? Uh, I saw Donald uh, at brunch, and I threw my French toast uh, at him and Melania. <laughs> Our separate services had us separated, and we returned uh, to our uh, perspective Villas. <laughs> Rich people problems. <laughs> My separate, our secret, uh, our separate secret service. Yeah. <laughs> Rich people fights. <laughs> yep. Rich people fights. Oh God. Thank you, James Davis. Yeah. You, it was a pleasure. Adorableness on MTV Monday nights with the adorable. James Davis that gets the writing bag and all the other yeah. bags as well. And has no baby moms. He's a no. trophy. <laughs> right. You're a high value man, sir. You keep that energy. All right. I'm, I'm part of that 5%. <laughs> Stay away from the Instagram hoes. You get yourself a nice girl with a good job. Mm -hmm. I will. I will. <laughs> I think I got to go, y'all, but I appreciate it. Bye. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hilarious. He was funny. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that was good. That was really good. I was hoping he would do the Barack Obama. I was trying to give him the hints, but right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, hints, this is your cue. Oh gosh, damn for the like cadences, the pauses, everything. That takes time, man. Yes. Time. I gotta learn how to do Cardi B. You can do Cardi B? I don't know. I got to learn. <laughs> I'm sure he couldn't always do Barack Obama. Like he had to learn, right? 
I'm gonna learn how to do someone or some. I'm not a good impersonator. I've tried. I can't do it. You, I, oh. I've never tried. I, I'll try. I'll try, try to do part. I actually tried. Like or, even like people in my family, I can't do it. Or Sophia, I can try to do Sophia Vergara. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. It got to be a loud Spanish girl. <laughs> that's what comes easy to me. <laughs> James Davis for joining us. Um, Shayna, anything you want to add after that? No, I just am so excited, um, you know, that it is so hot everywhere that you go. Uh, I am very excited that there are swimming pools that I can go to and enjoy this summer because last year we weren't allowed to swim. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. And uh, I'm excited that you guys hung out with us today, the 100th and 88th right 88 we're creeping up on 200 right. 188th episode of the meanest house podcast thank you to james davis tracy mcmillan who joined the joined us last pod i'm um i'm setting up talent uh so shana and i went to sherlock homeboy aka garnett's comedy show who's mm-hmm. on the pod as well and talent is a longtime friend of mine actually when i was doing mornings um, and one of our morning show hosts were out. I used to have talent come on the show. So we've actually been like on the radio together, talent and I, uh, which is like a blessing because I remember when I was a kid listening to, I believe Jonesy's show mm-hmm. in New York talent used to be on, on her show. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I spoke to talent. And he was telling me about like just being a, a comedian in the pandemic and how he made a lot of money during this time where we're thinking people are shutting down and, you know, there's no like comedy. There's nothing yeah. going on. He told me he made a bag during wow. the pandemic doing comedy, like stand up comedy. So um, we're going to have him on not next episode, but the following episode after that, I'm going to get uh, talent on the show. Who's a, a longtime friend. So, um, yeah, I'll be working on that. Thank you for watching or listening, whatever it is that you're doing uh, to the Mina's House podcast. I'm Mina Say What. I'm Shayna B. Bye, guys.